Okay, recording. I can put down my more warm up those. Did I write the top of the show right? Now I've guessed Jay Moore. Yep, back for a second time. Okay, I did. Uh, can you talk just to test the audio real fast? Test, test. One, yep. two, three, four. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. everybody to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do and we have a dynamite episode 113 for your eardrums guys do us a favor please subscribe leave five stars tell a friend shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com i am brandana and with me as always taken number one overall by this humble podcaster most awesome Ooh, I want to oh, get yeah. that daps from Podger Godel, my <laughs> friend. I just, like, obviously on my big board, obviously number one, but as we yeah. go through more sports, my fear is my opener is going to get redundant. Am I going to accidentally use that same opener describing you next year when we have a draft? Ooh, but you know what? No one will remember or pay attention, so I'll, I'll just I'll keep it fresh. <laughs> that's, fair, that's fair. It'll be like the fifth year in a row that for the NFL draft, <laughs> yeah, you're like yeah, nailing it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm number one. You're yeah. my guy. <laughs> yeah. If that's the hate mail we're getting, then we're doing something right. If they're just like, exactly. oh my god, once a year use the same opener. It's just like, well, thanks for being a loyal listener. <laughs> uh, how are you holding up, brother? Great, man. Doing really good. You know, the kids are being doing kids things. We, uh, what did we do? Oh, we're painting the basement. Ooh. Yeah, a little, so, little, little, little home improvement work. Nice. So are we getting paintbrushes and, like, commission, commission 2.0? Like, are they all kind of, like, painting? What's, what's the score? They, they are not. No, no, no. no. Okay. They got to do the fun part of it where they got to draw on the walls for a week. Oh. In the basement. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Color that Good up. Work. But then I realized they used washable markers. So when I put the wet paint... It like smeared it, so I had to do like a couple extra rolls on where they covered. But it was it was great. They, had, just they, they enjoyed it. I picture you with the roller, like this was such a great idea. You're just like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> right. Just give him permanent marker, yeah. uh, guys. We got a jam packed episode 113, gigantic episode. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're talking NFL draft 2020 reactions. MAB guest. We got Jay Moore, more more back on the podcast. His second appearance. Ooh, it is. Packed. Doing the Neapolitan Showdown, we're going to do top three text message responses that make you fly off the handle. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right. Rip from the headlines. 2020 NFL draft reactions. Why don't we talk about that this week, brother? Because we just finished up three days of NFL draft, <laughs> and it's the closest thing of sports we got. <laughs> this question. This question. Uh, it's so I love it. It's going to stay, people. It's just going to stay. My favorite, my favorite question of all. Uh, yeah, so i got to imagine the ratings are through the roof. Uh, kind of the first real 
live sports thing. I know everyone's yeah. excited about kind of the uh, the documented Jordan documentary, um, Last, the Dance, Last Dance, which mm-hmm. is probably like uh, probably second right now. Overall, what do you think? As, like production wise, uh, it they figured it out. It was good. It did. They they survived and advanced and and got it figured out. I mean, aside from like Campy Goodell like goading on the fans and like the screen, which sure. is. I, 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 after like the fifth time he went back to that well, I couldn't really deal with it. But yeah, I mean, technically they got it down. I mean, they were able to get in like all these players' homes to see it. I mean, I think that no no delay issues. I think they went off with a hitch. Yeah, it was weird. Like I, I I would I would set the over under on cutting to a screen that's just like black or just like disconnecting at like point five or maybe one, yeah. and it just right. it, it didn't happen. It was cooking with gas. Yeah, three days, fucking nailed, knocked it out of the park. Why does Goodell take this on? Like, why not have, like, a host or something? Like, it just, it's not like he's obsessed with a spotlight, but it, it's a its a big hole. Well, it's really interesting, too, because the way it works is he only does the first round. Like, when it's a live draft, he only does the first round, and then they, they've done the thing where they have, I forget the guy, but he's basically like a, a, a second, you know, like a, a you know senior VP sure. of the NFL who comes out and does, like, two rounds two and three and then four through seven. Uh, and they they have special guest you know announcers to to go up to the podium and and you know reveal who the pick is. But no man, he went through it all two hundred and fifty five picks, probably just more so out of because they had to. They only had one centralized location when that was all going to be, and they were going to like bring new people into Goodell's house, right? Because he, he was doing it out of his basement. Yeah, does this help Goodell stock at all? I know we're all like a little low. Like he seems to bungle just like a lot of the. And it's, it's hard to run that league. Like, I'm not trying to shit on him, but it's yeah, yeah. like, no, just no. for the overall, like, Goodell stock, this seems like a, a move in the right direction. Oh, it's definitely a bump, right? I mean, like, yeah. the virtual booze, like, you know, he was he was a little bit of, you know, self-aware about the whole process. And, you know, and and he, like I said, he, he did it, you know, it's his job as a commissioner. He did the whole thing. I, I would say, you know, yeah, a little, little, bu- little bump in the uh, right direction for old Goodell. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of nice, too, just like, Whatever in times like these is probably the most overused statement going on right now. But it's to sure. see people that are involved in something kind of uh, taking ownership or being on the front lines of it. You know, like the NFL is just like, oh, this is our this is our product. We got to adjust a little bit, but I'm not going to like sit in the background. So maybe it is a bonus where it's just like we didn't get like a host or someone to do it. He's just like, no, like this is you know it's my league. I'm fucking running it. Like I'm going to get out in front of it and just figure it out. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. All right, buddy, how do our picks do? How do we look overall in the macro? Ooh, we did, I think we did pretty well. I was I, I probably should have been better prepared and and actually looked it up. Our batting average, <laughs> fall, yeah, our, what our batting average was. Yeah, I mean we missed on a few, um, although we did talk about a few. Well, I mean, what's I your? We were, uh, so don't give the exact. What's your? What's your big like? Yep, we talked about this. We nailed it. And what's your big kind of just like? Ooh, kind of whipped on that. Because I think mine coming out of the gate would be, you know, I definitely thought no running back in the first round. For sure. Missed out on that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we missed out on that. We did talk about it on the podcast. I want to make sure that we did bring up Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilar as a great fit for the Chiefs. And they took him. The Chiefs definitely looked at it from like, we're we're drafting at the end of each round. We're basically like, in the the guy in the fantasy draft who's in the middle of the round, we're just going to get the guys that we want to get. And I don't really care about like value or where it sits. Like that's the mindset that they came out, and that's exactly what they did. Um, for me, the biggest whiff we had Josh Jones, the tackle 
uh, from Houston who was going to get drafted by what we had was 14 uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, protecting that left side of uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Brady. And uh, he went in the third round. So we, we whiffed on that pretty good. Um, but we did have Austin Jackson, the tackle from USC, going to the Dolphins. We had it a little bit later in their pick, what was at 26. Actually took him at 18, but we, we slotted that fit up real nicely. Yeah, same team. Um, we'll count it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we got Jill Burrow to the Bengals, so let's not forget about that. <laughs> yeah, we, had, we definitely nailed uh, one Fucking and two. smoked that one. Here's the weird thing about the Chiefs. Uh, so we looking over some things, and wasn't like uh, this Swift character supposed to be the number one running back? Did they reach a little bit on this running back, or is it just a better fit for the Chiefs system? Totally better fit for the system. Great playmaker, good size. DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, pretty good. Uh, probably number one overall running back in the league. He's about the, roughly the same size as Clyde Zalar, um, Edward Zalar, but um, I think he's a better – Clyde Edwards-Hilar is a better receiver out of the backfield. He's played a lot more in that, that season against LSU. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it just ultimately comes down to fit. I think they're pretty close in there. There's also Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, and I talked a lot about him, but he's got fumble issues and can't really catch. Uh, those are probably your top three running backs coming into that draft. That's right. we got to talk a little bit of Chiefs. We're not going to act like 80% of our listening audience aren't Chiefs fans. That's what we're just painting into <laughs> the quarter. You know what? If we get a big crop up in Dallas, we'll talk Cowboys all day long. And we'll do that really fast right now. So one of the shocks to me was C.C. Lamb falling to the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, we did have him going to 18. So like uh, draft pick wise, I mean, we kind of had it right there, but I was surprised to see them take him, just kind of given Michael Gallup, Mari Cooper, and they just, you know, Jerry Jones and his $250 million yacht just sitting there going, hey, we're going to yeah. just load up for Dak, give him more weapons. I don't care. So is this a good sign? Obviously, it's a good sign to Dak, but did the Cowboys make a mistake here just trying to take, I mean, I think if there's anything we know about Jerry Jones, he likes to be sexy. He likes the sexy moves. Is this... Yeah. Uh, kind of crippling the team where a little bit of embarrassment of riches or we're oversaturated in one part being wide receiver where we could use kind of this pick somewhere else? Or is this a little bit more of a gamble where this could pay off if CC Lamb ends up like getting the system really quickly? Yeah, so CD Lamb, like I think is probably like him and Jerry Judy, 1A, 1B, and a lot of guys mocks in terms of wide receivers. So I think it's one of those things where it's like maybe we're just getting an insurance policy for Gallup who's never – played a full season i don't believe a drink everybody but um little insurance on that but also a little leverage in, in case you know getting somebody on a rookie deal um somebody needs to get traded or you know we can develop another asset and we have a trade asset along the way we can get rid of cooper's big contract and have a replacement of cd lamb at far less of a you know cost than what cooper is That's fine. I don't but know. i think i think it's just i think it's what we talked about at the beginning of the draft too is basically they looked at it and like, he's the best player on our board. We didn't think he'd be here, so fuck it, we're going to take him. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to retread a little bit too much of episode one twelve of doing it, but I do want to know your take on: is there a philosophy of if a player is just kind of good enough and going into getting out of his rookie contract, getting signed for something else? Obviously, we're not talking about marquee players or just like franchise changers. Is there just kind of like a a tactic of let's bring in the rookie? So we don't have to pay this guy and let this guy go to free agency while he comes up underneath like uh, the veteran. 
Yeah, well, I definitely think there's that. I mean, it's it gives you a little bit of leverage in the conversation, especially if that rookie plays well. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's a tactic, and and ultimately it's like, all right, well, if you decide that you're not gonna sign with us, then we're not totally twisting in the wind and have a this huge void at wide receiver. We got the arguably second or first best receiver and an incredibly deep wide receiver class. So, you know, I would I would I would assume that that's probably all going through their mind. All right, so Atlanta going cornerback at 16, I think that was probably the biggest thing I wasn't expecting. Obviously, I didn't think wide receiver because it's just like, it's what I said earlier, like to me, like right. let's not get oversaturated in one thing when obviously you'd improve a lot of things. And the Falcons need to improve a lot of things, which is so sure. weird because it is like, it's it's not bad rosters. They can't figure it out. Whatever, we're not going to talk too much about the, uh, the Falcons. But still, um, that was... Like, cornerbacks, are they a little bit of a gamble? Yeah, and it was one of those things where it wasn't, like, the most immediate need that I saw. And the guy that they took, who's a very good player, A.J. Terrell out of Clemson, um, wasn't even at that point, I think he was the second corner taken off the board at that point, or maybe the third corner, uh, third corner taken off the board at that point. And it was, like, um, it was surprising because he was probably in our fifth, sixth, Christian Fulton, Jeff Glandy, like there's a lot of other guys that I would have, I would have looked at ahead of him, but they went up and took him, and that that was kind of the theme uh, that we saw. The Raiders did the same thing with the second corner, Damon uh, from Ohio. Um, it, it, they, they took him at pick 19, and it was kind of shocking to see what a run, you know, corners went out at. Yeah. So what's the biggest like if you had to rank him, not counting quarterback? Like, what's the toughest transition from you had this talent in college, might not play out in the NFL? I think cornerback is definitely, this got to be on the top three list, right? Of just hardest to get. I feel like we see it in wide receivers. I guess on the macro, the question I'm asking is just like, what's the like highest probability position-wise of a bust draft happening in the first round? Yeah, quarterback is definitely there. Uh, the corner, a DB, I think especially high in the first round, you, you, you know, for every Champ Bailey you have, you're going to have a Bryant Westbrook or another guy that doesn't pan out, especially that high. So I do think, you know, the transition is, is equally difficult for a cornerback as it is a wide receiver, except they have to like, run backwards. Said, move and run it backwards and do all that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and, and college will let you play a little bit more physically than they will in the pros, especially now, even in this age. So you're, you're hamstrung to have, you know, put your hands on these guys. There's a lot of technique in there. And, you know, that, that's a bit of a, of a confidence play out there at cornerback. You have to, you got to get your mind right to play corner in the NFL. And if your confidence is shook because you can't stay with these guys, you're constantly getting burned around. I could see how guys would fling off pretty quickly. That's a great, that's a great thing too. Like we're talking about young kids. So it's just like the cornerback position, which I've been on record is like the toughest position position to play in sports like running backwards so you went from playing college against probably you know 90 percent of the time you're lining up against a guy that's not going to be in the nfl and now you go to the nfl and obviously no shit all these are nfl receivers (laughs) (laughs) and so now you're playing against like whatever the top like you know 100 wide receivers in the world and you have to cover right yeah oh yeah it's it's an unenviable position especially when you guys you take guys that early you know, at pick 16, when there's a lot of difference makers at that on that board, uh, 
you know, it's going to be one of those things when you redraft this, it'll be interesting to see in like three years when they redraft this 2020 draft, you know, will AG Green or AJ Terrell be in the top 16? My guess would be no, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Let me see if that's doing. Uh, all right. You know, I love talking about this. Oh, I've been waiting for talking all week long. Green Bay Packers. They didn't just select a quarterback. They traded up to draft a quarterback. Is this business as usual? What you got to do, get someone you love sitting on the bench, or are we starting to see a little bit of like pushing Aaron Rodgers out the door? I know it's insane. Like everyone slow down, but is their game plan just like just have the tutelage of a guy and let's not assume that Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is gonna do exactly what Brett Favre did to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Where it's right. just like I'm not gonna train someone to like take over my job. Because I think you oh, all have sure. this they all have this idea, like I'll play to like forty three. Yeah. Uh why did the Packers make this move? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it's a there is a little bit of like changing of the guard that's going to happen there. Matt LaFleur, the head coach. I mean, I, I, I'm curious to see how, what his involvement in there is. Is like, if I'm going to be here longer, uh, you know, I, they might have started to see the, um, the talent start to slip with your boy Aaron Rodgers and start to go, hey, we need a contingency plan. Conti- continue to slip. I think you mean continue to slip, not start to slip. to slip. The talent right, right, right. continue to slip. But it's particularly interesting, too, because – you mentioned that they traded up for Jordan Love. So here are the ch- teams. So so who was trying to jump them yeah. to get there? They trade. They were at pick thirty. They traded up in front of the Tennessee Titans, who just sunk a ton of cash into Ryan Tannehill. Right. The Baltimore Ravens, who have Lamar Jackson, yep. the reigning MVP. Young. Right, and Russell Wilson in in Seattle <laughs> yeah. to go up to twenty six. Who the fuck? was trading up that they were so... That's what makes it more crazy. I know you're right. It's just like them... It means they really think this guy is their guy, right? To make that move to jump other teams that aren't looking at quarterback, they were just like, I don't want to leave this to chance. And I know you talk about, and you're right, I think you talk about, we don't know what's going on behind the curtains. Like there could have been other teams trying to like maybe Patriots are whispering, like they're trying to jump back in or like whoever like needs like a QB. So I can kind of see that pressure but just like on the information we have it seems they really wanted to invest in Jordan Love yeah I mean without a doubt they were they it sounds like that they had him targeted and I and and I think Lewis Riddick was talking about it that you know this is something that clearly they wanted to do they knew they were going to do it and most likely he said the good organizations typically do this as they'll bring like Aaron Rodgers in and they'll have a conversation hey, we're going to bring this guy in. You know what I mean? We're going yeah. to go after this guy. If he's here, we're going to make this move. So Aaron Rodgers isn't watching it just like everyone else and be like, oh, who's my new teammate going to be? Oh, what the fuck? Like, I'm on notice. You know, because any time that a guy gets drafted at your position, you're a little bit put on notice in the NFL. It's just the way the world works there. So seeing that, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, Well, there's also whispers they, did, they didn't let him know, right? Like Aaron Rodgers didn't have this conversation, which I can get like – on record, hate Aaron Rodgers for obvious reasons. Uh, I think I texted you. I was way ahead of it. Uh, yeah. I knew he was a dickhead. Everybody caught up to the world. Now the world knows. Uh, much like my – I've had – you're the sports czar. I've had two calls I had right. It was Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, and it was Aaron Rodgers, dickhead. So we both 
both the head, right. a head on both of those, head on both of those. But it is like if if I had to take his angle, like yes, that does not ring confidence when it's like because Packers are built to win now, and yeah, yeah. Uh, drafting a backup quarterback is not a win now move. For sure, it's not. It is definitely like we want to be we want to be drafting at the back half of the draft for the next coming decade, and we have to we have to make this move now. Uh, we don't want to bottom out to do this, and Matt Lafleur does not want to do that. So you heard that they didn't have this conversation with him. I did. Yeah, reports are coming out because I heard, um, and you know, from people, 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 we're not, we're not like a newscast. We don't have, right, like, <laughs> we don't have like, like we, don't, we have no Schefter connections. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have any connects. But it was just like some of the the rumblings coming out, the reports that I have heard. It was just like Aaron Rodgers was told, like, we're gonna get you weapons, we're going to build around you, and this is the opposite of that. This is going from, we're going to help you out, to like, hey, here's your replacement. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's, is, that, now that is fucking juicy, considering, because the conventional wisdom heading into it, it's like, all right, let's get him a wide receiver. Let's get a yep. complimentary wide receiver. They let uh, uh, Geronimo Allison go. They have Scalding left, and they have Devontae Adams. Adams, yeah. So it's like, all right, so let's get it, you know, the, let's get some weapons for him. Let's get a wide receiver. We even talked to, we had T Higgins from Clemson going to him, big high point guy, go after, get, get the ball. No, they go with Joe, they trade up to get Jordan Love. That's got to be, I can't imagine wherever he lives. If he, He's probably not in Green Bay at this time. He's no. probably somewhere in California. Sure. Northern California. Yeah. I mean, are we calling to get a new TV? Is is Aaron Rodgers ordering a new TV when this goes when this pick goes down? <laughs> is he just rifling his his bottle, his glass of scotch, not a beer? No, not, not a, a beer. beer. Oh, it's next time. let's chug scotch. You fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. <laughs> uh, so the other thing it would be like if he kind of did want to win. Here's what's dangerous. Like, does Aaron Rodgers? I know we're talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers. I love doing it, but is he going to paint himself in another corner where he just like hates working with everyone around him? If he hates the organization, like we've seen the way he plays, it's a little, it's Jay Cutler with talent, I guess is how I sure. describe it. Like, it's just sure. like this fucking hangdog attitude, like hating shit. And it's just like, is this a Packers I mean, demise move? Well, it, it could be, it could be a message sent that, that we're no longer, you know, bound to you. Yeah. We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to hold on to this anymore. There's new, new GM, new head coach. We're just not going to deal with it, and 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 it's not like you are twenty five, and we're going to have to put up with this because you're a transcendental transcendental talent. You're thirty six. You were a couple injuries away, you know, like a couple, you know, rough hits, and and this is over. You're done. So we have to operate with the information that we have, and it's saying we have an opportunity to continue the legacy for the next 10 years Packers Patriots is that the most insane thing you've ever heard or uh, uh sorry uh, Aaron Rodgers Patriots it is definitely it is interesting right it's yeah, uh, that it's would be that would be a that would be a wild transition I don't know if so let's I mean, talk could, about let's, could, let's, let's talk about Bill Belichick's psyche a little bit like is it that he wants to win with nobody or does he just want to get more chips than Tom Brady settles with? Cause for all intents and purposes, like Tom Brady's not going get, to get another chip. It's just right. like Pat Mahomes too hot. Uh, the division he went to is too hot. Like he still has like, if Tom Brady has two more years, 
three would be the absolute cap. I can't believe we're still even talking about that. But it's, right. it's still it's still going to be hard to get through. You know, the Saints. Uh, it it'd just be like a tough. He's not going to have that luxury that he's used to, which is kind of that first round buy and then like right. home field advantage. So let's throw Tom Brady out there. So is Bill Belichick thinking? Obviously, Bill Belichick probably has like what, six, seven more years of coaching. So is he? I know this oh, yeah. question is really long in my typical way, and I'll give you your time, but I want to make sure I wrap it all up. Is just like, would Belichick be? If it's let's get a chip now, is he less interested? Like, I don't need to groom a quarterback that nobody knows about. I just need to run my defense and get someone in here that I know is a great quarterback. And a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers might want to get another chip on another team. Take it away. That was really long. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, it, <laughs> I'll just give you a short yes. <laughs> sure, sure. So, no, it's like, yeah, it's no, it, it, it's a great plot. So, it's like, he doesn't want to win with nobody. There's the, he know he's smart enough to know. And in this NFL league, it's very hard. You have to have, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, 2000 defense yeah. and, and Trent Dilfer who can manage it. He has Brian Hoyer right now. Brian Hoyer isn't Trent Dilfer in any, you know, shape of the form. So you have to get somebody in there that has a little bit of arm talent, but also can, you know, put him on your shoulders a little bit. I don't need you to be the the guy all the time, but I do need you to make some big throws every once in a while. So he, he, he needs to get somebody in there. And we've speculated a lot about, you know, Cam Newton, uh, you know, James Winston, which would be insane. He's on the Saints now. now. He's on the Saints now. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I'm just talking about something. No, 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 no. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like, now this gives a little bit of credence, but did they, were they drafting guys you start to start to look like were they drafting guys that that were, were really filling in their needs? You know, they they drafted you know Uche and a couple other guys. It's like, are they going to try and move some of those assets over? Like, what do they have to? What do they What do they have to send their way over to to, to Green Bay? It's interesting. I'm not really sure who they could give up in order to get that. Yeah, you're you're better at stuff like that than actually looking at yeah. the. I say just on the macro, what could happen, and you're just like, well, this is actually going to be a transaction. How would this happen? I, just, I, I, yeah. do, I do think, though, it's they need talent quarterback because they're not going to give – I don't think Bill Belichick has the time to get someone coming up that's going to have the playoff experience because Patriots are going to go into – and I'm not trying to harken back, but uncharted territory, which is going to be playing a wild card weekend, playing some road playoff games. Like I'm missing I, the playoffs potentially. Yes, and I think you are on the same page. It's just like I, them winning the AFC East would. I don't think they'll probably favored going into no. it. I didn't check the odds. It's probably like what the Bills probably. The favored. Bills are the Bills are definitely favored without yeah. a doubt. I mean, and they'll and and you know Miami's up and coming, but yep. they're definitely not there yet. And the, the Jets are. I mean, the Jets are are up. I mean, you, you never know. Sure. But the, it's it's definitely the Bills' division to win. When we do our future predictions, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, everything goes well. We can do that. But it is definitely not their thing. And it, Belichick, the one thing we do know without a doubt, he's not going to waste a year. Exactly. If, if, yeah. There's if not if a they rebuild go five year, and eleven to me. Yeah. I mean, he went eleven and five with fucking Matt Castle. Yeah. You know, unexpectedly. He's not going to do it. It'll be interesting between now and August to see what kind of moves are the, the Patriots will be making to line something up to get somebody in there 
that's more suitable than Brian Brian Hoyer. I I I I just can't imagine they're going to start the season with Hoyer. It's their starting quarterback. This is such a like this is the biggest grudge match going into the 2020 NFL season is Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. Like I'm fascinated. Like they're both going to be kind of eyeing each other. It's going to be super curious. I can't wait till this. Are, are we going to eventually get the real information about how much Tom Brady and Bill Belichick didn't get along? Ooh, there's going to be like, like a, a last, last last dance doc. Oh my God. There should be, there's going to be, well, there's already, we already know that there's going to be a 2008 redeemed team documentary that Dwayne Wade is doing. That's coming out. Right. And then there is a, apparently there, uh, Baxter Holmes reported that there is a Kobe Bryant documentary where he hired a film crew to follow him in the, I think it was 16, 17 season, oh, wow. his final season that followed him. So there's going to be two of those. So this is going to be seen, but the juiciest of all will be the, the Belichick, Tom Brady, 1000%. what the fuck was happening behind those closed doors the last few years. And hats off to them also for not letting the word out. Like we don't have any idea. Like, we know yeah. it's sour just because shit like this doesn't happen unless it's sour. Right. Like, just the temptation of finishing the same jersey. Like, if they let you go, like, it happened for a reason. It's just going to be, like, super, like, all those, like, getting Garoppolo out of there. Like, craft relationship with Brady versus, like, Belichick. It's going to be, I hope Rich. we get it. I hope we it's get gonna it. It's going to be a fucking soap opera. <laughs> it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. It's a telenovela. <laughs> all right. Uh, who won the 2020 draft? Who lost the draft? Give me your top. Give me your bottom. Ooh, uh, I'll go bottom first. I mean, I think Packers, A.J. Dillon, also another running back. They didn't draft a wide receiver at all. Uh, and then the Jordan Love thing just, just threw ton ton of turmoil into the to the culture of that locker room. Yeah. Um, winners, uh, our boy Kranz Crumpin' Clifford. <laughs> Is the winner his house? Is that what you're saying? His Holy spread. shit, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was convinced for a second, and this is just to show what you know what I carry with me, is that that he rented that house solely for the picture. And then I did some deep diving on Google, and he actually did buy the house. And I was like, motherfucker, you're just trying to be like the guy, like the Ryan Gosling character and the what's – the, what's the movie with him and Steve Carell and Emma Stone? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um – Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love, yes. He's trying to be the Ryan Gosling character. Kranz Crapple Hopper is trying to be that guy. That's his, that's his whole motif. That's his whole, Dude, that's his, his whole vibe. His stock might be rising on the MMB Sports Podcast. I might like this guy. I, I know we I make know. fun of his name. I know it's crazy. <laughs> but but we'll see. obviously, you gotta, you got to factor in him getting DeAndre Hopkins in the trade, right? And then uh, Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, who we talked about. Who I think they got in the third round will transition really nicely, considering that he played in Houston, which is coached by Dana Holgerson. Him and Cliff share a same similar offensive philosophy. They've coached at times, and then they got Eno Benjamin, a running back, who I like that Arizona State in the seventh round. Good job by you. Good job. Oh, not... oh I just stole oh, that. Yeah, from I, I know. I don't want to steal other things. Well, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Um, I was just going to say, also, um, we don't rip other people's stories from podcasts. So if you are, there is a, a fascinating, hilarious story that comes out from Chris Kringlehopper on the Ryan Rosillo podcast. So if you haven't heard that, but he does actually talk about buying that house. And there's a little bit of just like, I made a huge mistake, like in week one. No, it's just like, it's great. Yeah. So listen, uh, that's a shout out to the Ryan Rosillo podcast and that whole 
family of podcasts over there at the Ringer. Um, all right, brother, we got Jay Moore on the line. Let's do this. More and more happening now. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say you don't need a paw. I was worried for a second. Could have no, gone either way. Everybody needs a paw. I mean, John Lennon, he was nothing without that other guy. You know? <laughs> right, right. Oh, it's got to be. Nobody reads the book of Luke unless they go through Paul's letter to, to uh, you know, those people over there. Uh, so what's happening, gentlemen? A lot of great, great game last night. Woo! Big I game. know. Yeah, exactly. Was it cool? Were you talking about the darts game or the cornhole game or... Which one are you talking about? Because there's nothing on sports. Uh, my cornhole game's a little different than yours, but let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. So how you how you been? How Why you do you up? have to work blue all the time, bringing up things you know, like cornhole that Apogino does not approve of? I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? I'm an old man. I'm a fucking senile crazy. <laughs> it's hard to do Al Pacino sitting down. I'm realizing. What are you? Are you in your car? You're in your car right now. Yes, sir. When did you I first? Had, I, I don't have the car where I stand up and drive anymore. <laughs> fair, fair. Get rid of that. Get rid of that one. When did you first? Uh, okay. I, I want to jump into kind of what you're up to. Uh, thanks again. It means so much to us uh, coming back on. That, that buddy, look. To I told you guys last time. Any time, any place. Uh, if can, can. If no, can, no can. And I can. So you guys are fun, dude. Beautiful. I like your questions. Man, your word, brother. Man, your word. Uh, so, what are you doing right now? Like, I, I know we talked a lot about kind of wrestling on the last um, last time you were on the podcast. I know it's a big passion of your life. Uh, did you kind of miss out on the season, right? With everything being shut down, was that in the middle of the wrestling season? Or well, you guys season, are... we we got the season in all the way, including state. Oh, good, good. Uh, before the the lock up, you know, lockdown. I, we had two guys go to state. One of my captains, Eric Smith. He's a junior. About 142, and a freshman, Ryan Woods, who's 106, he went to state up in Bakersfield, and they both took a collar, but they're both underclassmen, so it's a win-win, and it's um, a pretty big deal when you're wrestling in a damn place where they play minor league hockey. It's a big difference from, from going to your local gym at the high school to suddenly there's a jumbotron, you know, it's, yeah. that's a different world, man. It, I was just happy they didn't, you know throw up in trash cans or something. They they did well. They were gentlemen. It was beautiful. So, but I'm staying in shape, man. I'm I'm at my fighting weight. There you go. What, what yeah, you, it's good. What are you doing to stay in shape? 
Like, are like, are you just leg pressing uh, like your sofa and stuff? Just like a lot of chin ups. What's going on? What's what's the hack? <laughs> leg press the sofas. That's funny. I'm uh, staying in shape. Mostly nudity. Um, a lot of nudity. Uh, sure. Shower scenes mostly. Yeah. Because uh, if you have something like that, you need to shoot. You know, especially with an aggressive guy, you better be in good shape. <laughs> right, get exactly. him off your back in that shower scene. So I don't know who's ever going to see these movies, and I should probably record them. <laughs> but I have found that uh, shower scenes with another guy that are aggressive that'll motivate you to be in tip-top shape. I'm doing push-ups and dips. Yeah. And paddleboarding. That's my entire uh, routine. I haven't done push-ups or dips in a while, but I've been paddling a lot. Uh, but that's not good. I need to get back and do what I've been doing. And I found that when I do push-ups only all the time, it's the best shape I'm ever in in my life. Yes, yeah, weird. I can add a, I Every didn't jump on that. single muscle is working when you're doing proper push-ups and when you start stacking them together, like doing 50 at a time, like your stomach your back, your fingers, your hands, your let everything gets going then. How many how many in a row do you think you could do at your peak? At your peak, Jay? Uh, I tried to do 100 at once for a couple weeks and I got as high as 77. Oof, damn. So, if I if I want it, well, there's a there's a trick to the trade, gentlemen. You know, you go down as fast as you can. Like you just got to you got to terminal velocity just zero gravity the way down. Like bang. Just let yourself bounce a little bit. You know yeah. when you're benching you yeah. kind of let it bounce off your chest a little. Oh, yeah. You, you do that with the floor, and count backwards is way easier than counting up. Oh, so really? I I've never tried that. So if you're doing 50 or 30 or 25, start at 25, by the time you get to 10, you're just like quitting out of the question because the next one I only got at 8, 9, 7, 6, you know. Oh, I like that. I'm going to try that next time. I won't start at 100 because your boy got gassed out after like 25 the other day, so. I gotta get my, I gotta get my uh, push well, 25, me. Hey, look, Paul. Let, Paul, let me tell you something. And anybody listening, both of them, listen. <laughs> uh, 25 the right way should gas you out a little bit. Like, like there, that's, I know guys that just snap off like 60. Ryan Sickler used to open for me. He's a great comedian, a yeah. great friend. And we were in the green room once. I'm like, yeah, but can you just do 50 right now? And he goes, yeah. I go, how many can you do right now? And I forget what it was, but he goes, what number was Eddie Murray? He's an Orioles fan, and I forgot. Right. But whatever that number was, he just hit it easily, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> there, was, there are guys that could just do them. It's like chin-ups. There's always like yeah. that Vietnamese guy at the gym that does sets of eighteen. You want to kill him? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, pretty, so that's good. How many chin-ups? How many chin-ups can you do, Paul? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Until the door handle comes off. I mean, or the, the frame comes off. I don't know. I don't. I don't Bro, do very put many. Me, put me down for two. Two. Yeah, two. exactly. I think two. Like maybe my whole three. life. No matter what I've tried to get better at it, two, three, maybe, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough hang on that. Did you have a little bit – are you still keeping with the same routine? I know, especially when wrestling season going, like, you know, like, get up early. I love your Instagram posts. It's just like, I'm up out of bed. Like, what, what are you doing? Are you still kind of sticking to that same routine? It's getting a little bit more lax just because of the lockdown. Where, where are you at, just kind of like uh, self-motivation-wise? You know, it, it, you put a spin on that question at the end. I'm glad you did about self-motivation because if you can't self-motivate during quarantine, you need to do some serious soul searching yeah. because now's the time to get your shit together right. and realize there ain't shit to do but sit with your thoughts. And there's only so many damn YouTube videos you can watch with your kid before you want to punch out a 16-year-old that keeps going, I know, right, dog? Everything's extreme on YouTube, man. We took the dog to the bed. It was extreme. So anyway, but about routine, 
my routine was not as early as you're letting on, and uh, that was misleading post, I guess, on Instagram because I was traveling that day, those days. But wrestling's an afternoon thing, so I, you still get to sleep till like 10 or whatever. So it's getting the new routine. The old routine is impossible. I don't have a place to wrestle with 18 other people. Yeah. Sounds hot. But um, yeah. <laughs> so that's the game now is what is your routine? Are you full of shit? And if you are full of shit, do you care enough to change being full of shit? Are you going to stay in shape? Are you going to evaluate your life, what you're doing, and how you can make yourself a better person, a better communicator, a better listener? Or you can just sit home and watch the news all day and just try to figure out what's real and what's not. 1,000%. I think we called... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Say what now? I was going to say, like, I, I just want to echo that because it's been uh, just kind of Paul and I have that exact same take. It's just like this time right now, like... If your goal was to write a novel or to like learn to play the guitar or learn to speak French and you don't get it done in these six, eight, ten weeks, however long it lasts, like it ain't never going to happen. And just that kind of depression. I can't believe you said, you. did you know I was learning to speak French? No, I didn't. No. Manon, je parle français avec mes meilleurs amis qui s'appellent Brendan. Oh, nice. J'ai étudié français parce que j'ai étudié à mon école pour six ans et je sais... No, I knew French the whole time. I didn't check my French. Also, I was like, I don't want to be misleading. I don't want to clarify. I'm not learning how to speak French. I do that. Oh, I know. I that is not on my list of French things skills. to do. For that one, uh, that one Husky girl listening, I want her to know I speak <laughs> yeah. French. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're big in We Paris. That's, that's where our that's our. Where are you guys right based? Now. Where is so your home base? I am. So we actually record this kind of remotely all the time. I'm in Indiana, and Brandon is usually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in Indiana usually. No, I heard you. I'm sorry. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> there you go. Very good. Very good. Yeah, right over Ooh, by Notre that Dame. That was some high heat. Yeah, that you, chin- right you blew me yeah. back off the plate there. Uh, and Brandon's in. <laughs> Brandon's in New York usually, but actually he's been stuck in uh, in L.A. for the quarantine. He's been locked down. He got he was in L.A. and then was yeah, locked down. I flew. I flew out here March thirteenth, and then like. The world changed. So I just Brandon, spent. what the fuck is wrong with you that you're stuck here and you haven't texted me like, let's hang out? I know, brother. I know. Well, I we did get the ball rolling. Like, I'll we were break just a quarantine to blow somebody. There you go. <laughs> he, needs, <laughs> he needs the naked guy to chase him. That's what he needs. You know what's crazy? is like we had the uh, – also, you're looking. You know – Why the, did you – no, 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 no. Stop. Why did you okay. reach out? Tell me you're stuck in town, you weirdo. I, I know. I, we, we were talking about We looked and we were just like – well, to be honest, like we – and we can edit this all in the pod, but we were just like – we wanted you back on the pod you were so much fun we want to do it immediately and they were just like all right we don't want to seem over eager we want to play it a little cool but we got to get jay back well, on you're out there you guys are dicks you're out thinking yourself <laughs> i would have done it i would have done, done it i would have done it the next day easily i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> I, like i love doing it it was it was a year ago it was like february of 2019 is when we all got on the pod for the first time i like is that that's brandon right yeah yep I like how you say it was a year ago, and then you explained to Paul and I what year it must have been. And you're like, you're doing deductive logic. You've already told us it was a year ago, and then we have to hear out loud your deductive logic yeah, just, until you landed 2019. Just, just, it actually took me time to. It's like, all right, when was a year ago? It's, okay, so we're, we're talking about staying in shape. Uh, what about comedy shape? I know, like, you know, stand-up comedy is a huge thing. We're both fans and everything, and it seems like it seems like, from what you hear, comedians get in the stand-up comedy game, and it's kind of that hump where they're just like, all right, I don't care. I need to go out and do this. I have to do it. And then it turns into, like, they got to do it. 
like they're addicted to like just getting up there like over and over and over again like is there just kind of rumblings what are you feeling like all your friends just the stand-up community uh comedy community like how just i, I don't want to get too dark with like depression and everything but there has to be no a i void. know what you're saying go ahead get dark if you need to it's okay I yeah i just I, there has to be like a void or some depression because a lot of like me is just like this is like their well, life there's blood. a void avoid and depression are not you know they're they're very exclusive to each other they're not a void doesn't equal depression sure anyway. Yeah, I know you know that. I sound like a pomp at that. No, no, no. This is good. Guys. This is Let's great. That I know you know, but I don't want listeners being like, geez, he's not even sorry about in the ass. I'm going to get all that hate mail from the fucking white guy in his taxi pants in That's Indiana. Right. That's my neighbor. Um, the thing with the stand-up, the, the comedian friends I have, when we've spoken or texted, we don't text or speak about stand-up. I, I, don't have, no, I have no read on that other than Joey Diaz's podcast, him talking about his strategy when he gets back into the game and putting it all uh the church of what's happening now podcast but that's really the only input i've heard at all was just coco's uh input i've uh i, I i'm not a guy who has to do stand-up to be sharp at stand-up because i never stop saying out loud what i think is funny so i'm, I'm always kind of working stuff out in my head if i'm paddle boarding surf and fishing and i don't ever have to like try things out because people ask me, like, where do you try out material? And I go, on stage. They go, but where do you go warm up first? I'm like, no, I thought of it. I know it's funny. That's why I want to do it. Like, if something happened to you this morning, you guys were at the dry cleaners to pick up a shirt, and some guy, some old lady came out in Korean and yelled at you in Korean, holding a broom, swinging it, you would tell the story. It would be hilarious. And tonight, if we were at a party, and I said, hey, Brandon, tell that story, you wouldn't go, let me go down the street to that other house and try it out first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because right. it happened to you. It's funny. You know it's funny. You, so how do you get that ready for like stage? Is that just years of experience or like, how do you find yeah. the tags within? So it's, it's experience. There's no, there's no place I need to plug into to do stand up comedy. Well, right. and that's 33 years though, you know, of doing it. And I want to go back to your original, uh, one of your original sentences in that grouping. And I want you guys to put a pin in the time right now. Liminal time is what I want to talk to you guys about for a sec. Going back to the other question. But, uh, the, the thing about stand-up comedy is there's nothing after a while you need to plug into. To go, it's just your job. Like, that's my job. I still love it very much. When I'm not doing it, I don't pine for it. But you said get over the hump when you need to do it all the time, and then you become addicted to it. When you need to get over the hump, that's when you're addicted to it. That's the joy. Yeah. Right. That's the joy. When you were like, no, I'm going to find an underground place during quarantine to tell these stories because I have to get like that's why I wrote the poetry book it had to come out I had no choice I had to write these things down so that's the joy it's like what Kobe Bryant said the effort the work that is the glory mm-hmm. so when you're humping it that's the best time that's the joy in any business that's when you look back and realize that was the best time of your life when you were starving but you had purpose yeah because that's what happiness is is having purpose and uh, staying connected being identified you know it, it's just when you have a purpose like that, I have to do stand-up comedy. I have to record a podcast and ask this person these questions. I have to arrange this garden, I'm being serious, in a way that mm-hmm. pleases me. I love it so much. That's purpose. You'll never be unhappy with that. If you don't know your purpose or passion, that's okay, because passion's a feeling. Feelings change. Don't get stressed out over it. You know, the life coaching hat I got to put on also. If anybody yeah. needs life coaching, it's not free. You can email me at, at coachjj 37 at gmail.com i'll give you a money-back guarantee there's a non-disclosure agreement for your privacy and uh 
Yeah, I can't help you. Anyway. I, I love it. I love you brought so, that up, too, because I wanted to talk about kind of the life coaching. Because just a big, man, we are really. Let, let's go, let, let me finish up liminal time now yeah, real quick. 100%. We're in liminal, like the word subliminal, mm-hmm. just the liminal. We're in liminal space right now. We're in liminal time right now, like a doorway. So if you work at a job for 30 years and on Tuesday afternoon they fire you, when you wake up on Tuesday morning, you have no fucking idea what to do. That's right. liminal time. So when you're on an airplane, it's liminal time and space because one place is waving you goodbye, the other one's waiting for you to show up. You're leaving and showing up at the same time. Oh, you're going to sit in a seat going 600. That's literally nothing is happening. Right. But you're going 600 miles an hour. So there's two choices people have in liminal time. That's either get more fearful, have more worry, throw more doubt what's already happened, or that shit doesn't work for you anymore. So why did I get fired? Right. What are they afraid to tell me about why I got fired? In my opinion only, because if you're going to try to get over, if you've been crossed in life, broken up with, brokenhearted, you're never going to get a why. You will go fucking mad trying to get a why out of my ex-wives as to why, that makes sense, as to why we're no longer married. That's it. I had to stop trying to get one. Yeah. You're never going to get a why by anybody else. But you can absolutely ponder and speculate why you may have been fired and be honest with yourself. And then how do I guarantee I never lose a job ever fucking again because I'm the most qualified asshole they're ever going to meet? And that's when you start becoming a better person during liminal time. It's when we're, it's, a, it's an incredibly valuable time right now. Right. So, so that's, that's an interesting point, right? Because right now we're in this moment kind of where you could assume where we were just talking about earlier, if you wanted to finish a book or write a book, or, or do these things. You can do that. You could do that, right? But but how do how do you get over like that analysis paralysis or that 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 you're not you just, objective uh, you with just yourself? Gotta, you just you, you just have you just have to do it. Like Nike came up with the greatest logo of all time. I mean, right. nothing will ever top. Just do it. Just do yeah. it. You have to do it. Look, and it's just it's just the action. it's just the small steps, right? It's just one just action gets action. Actions beget actions. That's what I say in the wrestling room all the time. Good habits get good habits. Actions get actions. Albert Einstein said, the mind with the problem cannot be the mind that fixes the problem. I believe he used consciousness when I simple it up. Right, the right. consciousness with the problem cannot be the consciousness that solves the problem. Can't be. Can't. Yeah. So, check it. Like, what are you doing? Like, if you want to finish a novel and you think this is the time to finish the novel, you're never writing a novel because you haven't even started a fucking novel. And that's okay. Right. Maybe that's not really the thing, but I'll give yeah. you a tip. If you want to know what your passion or your purpose is, because people ask you all the time, like, well, what's your purpose? What's your passion? It's a horrible question. It's loaded. Because they really just want to tell you what theirs is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know what your passion is or your purpose is. That's okay. Like I said, passion's a feeling. Feelings change. That's fine. But you got to know this. Passion pulls. It never will push. It should never push. Meaning... If your dad goes, and then when I retire, he takes over the business. That's a push. Right. If you are a major, if you major in accounting in college and then become an accountant, that, that was pushed. Friends in culture, you know, neighborhood stuff like that. That's, you know, peer pressure. That's pushed. The pull is the voice that keeps coming in your head that you can't have any control over, but that keeps telling you to write something. Yeah, I, I, That's I, the pull. I love this. Jay, can I run something by you? Because I had kind of, I didn't know we were going to go quite far yeah, of course. down this path, but I, I'd be 
not taking advantage of opportunity, not running past you because I'm. It's been a big breakthrough for me over the last four, like five weeks. Is I, I start, love to hear that. Bro. I, I started doing goals from the macro, looking at the goal from the macro, and then working it backwards. And I feel like the default system is a goal is just like take a step forward, just starting, but. If you start with what the goal is and you walk back like what stage eight is, what stage seven is, what stage six is, and eventually you get to this is what I can do today. Like it's changed my life, brother. I'm very happy to hear that. And I, I love that. What If you don't mind, I, I can give you a couple like Please. new that's wrinkles why, to that. Yeah, I, like, that's why I wanted to. I was hoping I'd tickle something. Yeah, absolutely. So when you play dominoes, one dom when you have dominoes and you line them all up, there's one of them is the domino. You know, it's the first. Mm -hmm. So if you hit that one domino, the next one's gonna fall. The next one's gonna fall. So you got to figure out you're not you. And the the editorial we man, we (laughs) made the fucking drop, dude. Sorry, Uh, little big Lebowski. Yeah, we made the drop. Um, so what's the thing that if you get it done, eliminates four other things? And that's not to be answered. That's to be examined. You know, it can be examined yearly, monthly, weekly, daily. So what do I knock out today that the other things are knocked out because that no longer exists? That's, you know, what's the one big thing? Yep. I think it's called 80-20 or something. There's, a, there's an actual uh, meter for it. Like it, 20% of the effort takes care of 80% of the result or something like that. Yep. I don't know if you guys heard anything like that. The yeah. other thing, though, brother, is uh, instead of goals, set results. Because goals change. Oh, I like that. You see them at the gym all the time with their goals and their notebooks. You see their Instagram posts yeah. with all their fucking quotes. Goal setters <laughs> don't do shit. Hey, I, I thought your goal was to lose 20 pounds. You're still here. Yeah, well, now my goal is 26 pounds. Okay. Right. So it moves in both directions. I thought you were going to ASU. Well, now I'm going to New Mexico State. Okay. But if you set a result, it happened. It happened. So if you say next week, next Sunday at 8 p.m., I'm happy because I've done this, this, and this. That shit's going to get done. Because you wrote down that it happened, not that you want it to happen. Yeah. It's done already. You wrote down that it's completed. So you make sure that shit's done so you're not a liar to yourself. So would you say, So, like, Jay- for me, it would be, yeah? No, I was going to say, would you say that that's, the, like, the hack for the – for self accountability, right? I mean, because saying it, putting it down as to paper, because I feel like that—that's well, if you, people if you struggle, don't do right? it, yeah. But that's well, where people I, struggle, I don't know right? if there's a everybody struggles. You know, yeah. I struggle. I'm an yeah. AA, so I got to wake up and meditate, or I, I'm a bananas all day. I got to get my mind right and hand my life over and realize I'm not a director. I'm an actor in this world, and etc. But I don't think there's a hack. But I do know a few systems that have worked for me. Sure. I could teach you some life hacks, but they're not as bad. They're, you will never get where you want to go without holding your breath longer than you think you can hold your breath and digging deeper than you think you can dig. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's good, though. But There's it, no... You talk about, like, the people like, kind you gotta of... you got to fucking think, what kind of fucking man am I? Am I actually going to get shit done? Or am I going to be one of these guys going, oh, I, I could have, I could have. Exactly. Could've. We spend all our life saying there's nothing to do. And on our deathbed, we wish we did everything that we had. There was nothing to do. And then uh, the last month of our life, holy shit, I could have done this and that. Well, yeah, I know. So you, you kind of talk about the, so high, do it. the high frequency people. Like, is it, isn't that like 
would you separate people into kind of their seekers and then there's not seekers? So if you're a seeker and you're actually trying to like discover whatever habits to make you kind of the most productive or the most like that's what I call it. I, I call them. I mean, that's what I have named it on my podcast. More yeah. stories, seekers, like capital. It's all capitals. Like, yeah, you're a seeker. You need data, and it's not so you can be a contrarian. Like my friends, like Rob Bell, Pastor Rob Bell left a multi, 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 multi million dollar mega church in Michigan to surf. And he meets people once in a while, like, and it's when he's surfing and he does my podcast here and there. He just, he's a seeker because binary answers didn't suit his curiosity. Heaven or hell is just, that's impossible. It's impossible. There's either or, you know, damnation, salvation. Wait a minute. The entire Old Testament had no concept of Christ. So they're all by definition in hell. What this doesn't make any sense. But if you have questions like that and you're a pastor, that makes a lot of waves, bro. People don't like that in the church, you know. If you question, it's like, oh, that's what it says. Like I know, but he's a seeker. He wants more information, not because he's saying it's wrong. He knows it's way too big a picture to be binary explained or binarily explained. And that's how we are about ourselves too. I feel like it's. I got to jumpstart through Alcoholics Anonymous. There's a program I have to work with. By the way, since 1998, until three years ago, I showed up once in a while, but I didn't work a program. And three years ago, I went back to AA. I didn't even drink. I was fucking crazy. I got fired from two jobs. They thought I was on drugs. I wasn't. I had people around me going, just, are you okay? Are you all right? What's going on? couple people I thought were down were no longer down. I went, well, there's one common thing here. It's me. So I could go forward angry at all these assholes that don't get who I am, but they acted because that's who they thought I was. And that has some legitimacy to it. That's not external validation versus internal validation. It is sort of. But at some point, when you start racking up people you don't talk to anymore, they share a reality. And the reality is you ain't in their life. So you got to figure out what the hell's going on. So in high And s- if you don't, that's fine. But you're not going to be... I was at a meeting once and the speaker said, how free do you want to be? And it just blew my mind. I want to be fucking free, man. And the only way I can be the most free is be as honest. Just There's only honest. I was about to say as honest as I... No, there's just... You're either honest or you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. And accountable, and that's that, you know. And teach that to my son. If he tells the truth, he'll never be in trouble. Okay. He, so if my the, son came to me, my nine-year-old said, all right, this is what happened. We're going about to get in trouble because I threw a rock and I hit a baby. And I'll go, thank you for telling me the truth. And then we go see what I, I, I won't punish. Him. Right. Because he came to you with it. You know, yeah, right. I, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I lie to myself enough for everyone. So you ain't got to lie to me. <laughs> right, exactly. So, is, so, the, so you found that... AA going back gave you incremental process, like steps to, to then kind of to help you get to where you are today to, to find or get oh, absolutely. back to the Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, this is not an advertisement. This is sure, just sure. what worked for me. And if you want what I have, specifically me, I can tell you how to get what I have because that's right. what worked for me and what I have. So, so anyway. What, what did you yeah, see? Because I didn't work. If I, I can build, work, if I can build hold on that, that. Hold that thought. Oh, I, did, I did not work the steps for decades. And then I worked the steps. And in three years, I am more assembled, like Voltron, 
than I ever was. I was always a bunch of different transformer pieces that were right. all like all over the floor. Now there's like, you know, what was the main guy? Voltron? Was that oh, his I name? forget. Yeah, yeah. Well, Voltron was it, but it was like you know, and something makes the yeah, head. Well, right? all, make, yeah, JJ makes the head, right? That's a Voltron. Yeah. Yeah. Megatron. I just made the whole guy come together and realize, yeah, we are all these like crazy pieces and voices and stuff, and that's okay too. So I don't want to get too personal, but I do like that you brought up like three years ago yes, so, look at, so looking back three years ago you know when you said you were kind of you you felt crazy or people like thought you were crazy or what or whatever were they right like what's the biggest piece now that you see looking back that you added to your arsenal that changed you from who you were three years ago uh that's a great question man wow ask it again please as i think uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it, this, this is a, this, I love I love your question. Well, because it, it's so like, and you share your story, like we love it. It's just it's so intertwined perfectly with what you're talking about because you know you have the the people's perception of you three years ago, the relationships that weren't in your life, like you feeling like you're going a little bit crazy, and now three years. No, I, of- I was absolutely. I w- no, no, no. Hold on. Let's make a distinction. I went to a mental hospital twice to ask for a bed. Crazy. Like I was fucking yeah. bananas. Yeah. On my own volition, I just showed. I went to visit someone else in a mental hospital both times by the grace of God. It was a Friday. Both times I was at the Melrose Improv in West Hollywood the next night on Saturday. And as I called someone's name or like, excuse me, and they turned around and I was going to say, how do I sleep here? How do I get a bed? That's when I went, oh, I can't cancel on Rita. She'll be stuck with a full room and a cancellation. So I went, "Never mind." And the next, that Sunday by grace of God, both times, there was the only time of the year 7 a.m. wrestling practice on a Sunday. And that was a big moment for me to realize if I do these things first, I won't be here. Right. <laughs> not, not checking in because of them. Those were like the paddles that, you know, that bring the heart back to life. Right. So yeah, I'm like, right. oh, if I just do that, the heart will stay. So AA, to answer your question, really put tools into my uh, – daily routine because whatever you're doing if you want to get better at it you have to do it daily i'm sorry mm-hmm. and yeah we're all going to miss days it's a process i get it you know no like no wrestler no athlete like i gave 100 percent every day well i know that's impossible because i i i coach and i know how far i went given 88 so fucking stop bullshit me. <laughs> right. so but you might miss a day but it has to be a daily habit if you want to change and that's a big thing that i learned about aa is every morning i wake up and I have to, you know, pray and I have to hand or meditate and I hand my life over to a higher power and I'm not in control of the show. And this is all happening for me, not to me. Help me not have a lot of self-pity. Help me not to be selfish. And I'm just going to trust the universe. I got it. And when I slow down like that, amazing things happen to me. Like a hummingbird comes by, like right next to my face. I feel it before I see it or, you know, um, a number that's important to me goes by a coast guard helicopter goes by with like my mom's birthday on the side for no reason. Like it's absurd. Right. Or, you know, the universe is all, this is not Topanga Canyon. Dippy dippy. I jack off in a yurt type shit. This is, I'm telling you facts. You <laughs> yeah. guys know I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. When Never. you are dialed in higher frequency, as we put it, I like to call it higher frequency. I like to call it still, when you get more still, that's when you have spiritual experiences. You know, that's when you fucking go, holy fuck, I just felt I was being hugged by my mom and she's been gone this long. That's when you hear that song, right? When you're thinking about something about the, like, you'll see the universe is always tapping you on the shoulder. 
When you see 11-11 on the clock, that's for intuitive people. That's a sign you're intuitive. A friend of mine goes, everybody sees 11-11 on the clock. And I go, no, dummy, because most of the earth is asleep, first of all. Second of all, right. you have 60 seconds to turn your head and go, oh, wow. Well, no, now you got 50 seconds. Now you got 40. You can tell me everyone looks right now? Nah, mm. it's impossible. So, yeah, the fact that it's a daily routine was definitely, I've never been asked this question, and I've never thought about it before. The commitment to whatever I was doing that it be done daily was the biggest tool to be put into a new toolbox. Do you think, is there a time And period? that channel, no, what if I just kept talking the same like the time? <laughs> <laughs> That is your uh, your Phillips head screwdriver in a world. In oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, you're great. Uh, no, but I was. It, it's it's interesting, right? So, like, you have the process. Wind is wind is when you have to focus on it, and then then it becomes. What's that time period where then it becomes a habit and and something you don't have to think about it anymore? Like, because they say, like, you know, there's. there's I, I still don't know. You don't know. I gotta remind myself a lot. I don't know the answer to that. I've heard 20 days to start a half, to, to but start I haven't done anything 20 days, but I haven't done anything 20 days in a row to see if it works. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I've, I finished a book that's like yeah. 67. I think it's, it's got to be like a little, it's probably, and Jay, I imagine you agree with this, it would be uh, based on the task, right? I like working out's like one habit and then yeah, like and, French and is and the, habit. the individual too. It, it, the amount of, it, there's too much stimulus response to get actual data number, you know, like the person's right. joy from the thing, seeing the result is what's going to dictate how long. Like, if I, look, if I sit down and meditate in the morning, every time I open my eyes, it's the fucking high school volleyball team in front of me, you know, and they're, they're all, I'm like, wow, you know, I should do this all the time. This is rewarding. <laughs> right. So how do you balance this? I didn't know they walked by. Before, before we jump back to uh, stand-up comedy, because I know uh, Paul has some questions that we both want to kind of dig into just about, you know, uh, your career and the stage and everything, which is great. I, I do want to lock this up, and I love that we went down this path. Uh, I was just wondering. Yeah, I, I have no time uh, restraint. However, I do have to get out of my car in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I won't be long, and I, I could call you guys right back, okay? No, no problem. Okay, if, we, I, yeah. if I jump off real quick, just, of course. I'm coming right back. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's right. I, I would say so. And just say, boy, what's up, man? What's good with you? All right, dude? all right. I, up, I, I, I don't want to do, we're not looking for the free life coaching. I would just say, like, just with your wisdom and experience, like, how do you tell people to be hard on themselves without being self-defeating, without losing confidence, right? Because you're setting up goals and setting up goals or setting up results. But define hard. Define hard. I don't tell them. My clients for life coaching, I never ask them to be hard on themselves. So you got to define what hard is. I guess because it's just like you're hard on yourself, beating yourself up a little bit. It can be self-defeating or, or it can be motivating. Who knows? Okay. So that's, that's a little bit more individual based also. Because I can see this kind of cycle where you, you set up results, you know, you want to be, you want to get shit done, like you have an opportunity now, you're putting it up there, like, I'm going to get it done, and you don't do it. And it's, it almost harkens back to one of the first things that led us down this path is, you know, if you're not writing the novel right now, like, it's never going to happen. And just kind of that, you know, that, that fail, that quote unquote failure well, that you walk out of this whole lockdown with is just like, oh, I never got that done, so it's never going to get done. Well, you didn't feel bad the last time you thought you didn't get it done. So I don't, that's, we put so much significance. Great. Again, great point. Great question. We put, all right. I have a couple life coach clients 
who have a death of a spouse or a parent, right? And inevitably I get the, the email, you know, hey, you know, tomorrow is the one year anniversary since, you know, my wife died. I go, wow. So what was today? So what's today? Like, what is today in relation to that? Because the answer is three, six, four. Yeah. You know, tomorrow, right. every day is significant. They're gone. And it's this weird barometer of a milestone. One year is not a milestone. It's a fucking random odd number. 365? That's what you're measuring your heart? Yep. How about you're going to die with that sadness? It will never go away. You got to learn how to just continue doing what you're doing in addition to that sadness being added to your gut. I'm never not going to wish my mom was available who died last year of Alzheimer's. I'm, I'm never going to get her fucking screaming frozen face as I lay with her for I, God. Thank God. I got to lay with her for a couple nights and days. Yeah. I'm never going to get that vision out of my face. That's not, a, that wasn't her. I'm going to die with that feeling. And there's the U2 song Iris that he wrote about his mom. There was one line and I lost my shit. I was listening to it. I back in the airport burying my mom like two weeks go by and I'm cleaning my apartment, I'm sweeping the floors, and the lyric is, this ache in my heart is so much a part of who I am. And I went, mm. he nailed it. Bono fucking nailed it. Yeah. This is who I am. I'm hurt. I can't outrun this. This is a part of me now. You know, it's not like a limb. It feels like a whole other person inside my body. It's not like I'm walking around. Nobody can see it but me, but it's who I It's a part of, it's not who I am, it's a part of who I am. And what I'll tell people is, like, Paul, if you were made of Legos, right? Yep. It would be billions of Legos just to get your fucking brain even close. Right. Like, if you were to be a one-year-old, that would be a billion Legos for your brain and the rest of your body. So we're looking at tens of billions of Legos make up a life-size operable Paul. Your fear, your sadness, those are, say, orange Legos attached to that figure of billions. So how many are there of your hurt, your fear? If you're going to ballpark it and come within a couple mil, six, six million pieces of hurt? Oh, uh, Compared to the whole... Yeah. yeah. Compared, I mean, yeah. But compare, hold on. Compared to birth, to this moment, it, it's really not that many. Maybe, it, maybe it's 50 million, but we got tens of billions here. It's just a couple of orange Legos on a giant structure. Right. Not at all what the structure is. It's a, it's a, somebody threw some paint on the side of it. Some pieces fall off. Some get added on. You're still that. What's your favorite color, Paul? Blue. So you're this big blue Lego creation with some weird, like, orange shit wedged into the middle. Because that's your fucking hurt. It's not going anywhere. Okay. But it's not who you are. You're still the big thing with billions of pieces made out of blue. But let's say there's 10 million orange ones of hurt. That's okay. So what are you going to do? Right, you gotta, you just gotta keep on going. But I, but then also too, you've got tens of millions of red Legos filled with like love and all these other emotions too, right? I mean, isn't that the, the grand idea right. of it? Yeah, I do, I do, the I do like this a lot. We don't spend, huh? I, I like this. I like where you're going. I, I just, I want to chime in and then take it and run. But it's just like there is well, the, this... the basic way, the, the overall arcing, like most basic way to explain it is the garden that gets the attention is the one that grows the best flowers, right? So you're hurt, you're heartbreak, you're resent. Anger and resentment, I didn't even mention, because they are completely, you can just get rid of all your anger. All your resentment can be gone when you make the choice 
to no longer hold what's only hurting you. The other person's out fucking dancing. They have no idea you're even upset. Like, that's it. So I'm only talking about sadness and hurt. That shit fucking don't go away. You know, so what are you going to do? Well, you know, I like to say, if you water the garden of the negative, that's the one that you're going to, every time you talk, it'll be like self-pity. Like, can you believe what happened to me? Or if you water the garden of how lucky I was that this person was in my life, or this other person, like, I got two of these people in my life. Oh, wow. And that time we laughed, you start real locally about that memory about that person. And you're like, fuck, I felt good around that person. I, instead of, I wish they were here, it's more, your practice gratitude. And then you start to see the loss, specifically about a dead person, you start to see the loss a little more kindly. And you said something earlier, Brandon, I believe, about, well, who asked about being hard on somebody, but then people are hard on themselves? Yeah, I did. Just kind of find that once, yeah. Yeah, that was a very good question, though, because imagine how much better we would feel. Like, what percentage? I'll put it at about 25% better, all of us, if we didn't get upset with ourselves for the way we feel. If you didn't get mad that you felt mad, and if you didn't get frustrated because you're still sad, and if you weren't so fucking confused because you need a why, why you got so hurt, that's easily 25% of your fucking day. Well, that's that's a good easily. thing, though. It, it, that's a good thing, though, right? Like, questioning why you feel that. Because I think, no. I feel like a lot of people operate on no. just like, this is what I feel. You can't, I can't help, help how you feel. There's no, you don't have why my feeling is fucking rushed at this concert. You've never asked that fucking question in your life. Fair. You've never once said, why did I ejaculate and feel this good into this hot? Nope. Only the negative. <laughs> we only bring up the negative because we want to witness to make sure that how we were sinned against. I'm not being sarcastic at all. Right. Like when we get hurt where it's like, what the fuck? And aren't, want you, to witness. aren't you looking for a little validation in that as well, too? When you That's why we want the witness. Yeah, because we, we got to make sure what it's real because the person that heard us is telling us we're fucking crazy. Right. You know, yep. like a girl goes to her boyfriend's phone and sees pictures of him fucking 19 other chicks. The boyfriend goes, you went through my fucking phone? Right. And he right. stays on that so long. A week later, the girl goes, I know, we're right. kind of fighting because I went through his phone. Like, no, <laughs> bitch, he cheated on you. He's a fucking right. scumbag. He's a narcissist right. and he gets with you just now. So we want a witness to make sure what's happening is actually happening. Right. So yeah. what I like to say, too, is I said it in my podcast, um, how to move forward and how you move forward. Stop talking about the past. The present needs no explanation. And by the way, nobody really cares. Nobody. We, you and I care as much as we, if Mark, if Mark, if Paul comes to me and goes, Hey, do you hear about Brandon? I'm gonna go, Oh no, that's terrible. That's terrible. And after a while I'm going to go, can we stop talking about fucking Brandon? Like I got my own. Wait, wait, what, what happened to me? In this scenario, right. where I no, I'm just, whatever. Yeah, no. like, hey, you know, yeah. oh, fuck you, I got fucking broken up with it. Okay, oh, she's a fucking bitch, and I hate her. And just, well, you're the only one having sex with her in town that I know of, so I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, I, that's, you know, it's like, yeah, that's good. I, if I, you're at a concert and it's amazing, or a ball game and it's amazing, or you're at a party and you're laughing, you look across the room at Paul, you guys, all, you don't say a word. You just look at each other and you nod or something at a concert. Neither one of you start going, when I picked you up, screaming over the music, my, I thought this might happen and this is great. <laughs> because it's what's happening right now and oh, you don't great. have yeah. to explain what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I told you, I knew, I had this feeling. We're going to have an you amazing have time on the podcast tonight. 
You don't have to hit your results. It happened. You just got to make sure it happened. Yeah. Mm. So we, we spend so much time beating ourselves up for how we feel. You, you have no control over how you feel. They're your feelings. That's why no one can argue with your feelings. They can try. That's why my second divorce went down. But I, like, you, you can only control how you react to those feelings. They're clouds that just roll through your head. Your thoughts, your feelings, they just come through. And then guess what? The last time you were fucking pissed off, Brandon, was when? Ooh, um, I did like two days ago. Like, okay. see, see, you're not pissed off right now, like, right? See it red. No, not at all, brother. Ow! Good right now, you're having a good time. He's so happy. There is empirical data that feeling pissed off is gone and goes away. You have 100% proof. Yeah. So there's no reason to beat yourself up over something that's not going to be there in 48 hours. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, you know, I, and I, we don't, we want all the time we can have with you. And I, I hope, I promise that I mean this, that this is the last question down this path, but I do. Why? I'm having uh, a, no, no, no. Great, I'm great, having a great, great. time. Okay, I, don't want, I don't want it to be the last question. Well, we, yeah, we just have to judge. So you just give us the flag. And the last thing is obviously we want you to judge the Neapolitan showdown as you do, which would be great. That'll take like 10 minutes. So that'll be the 10 <laughs> minute, the 10 minute warning. So we can get you well, through. Well, then, then let's start. You let's start that then, and let's just make sure I come back like uh, this this week or next week. Okay, perfect. So let's leave it alone, cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown, we're doing top three text messaging responses that drive you fucking nuts. Um, hey, H-E-Y. So H-E-Y is number one. I have my... Oh, you have it's multiple choice. I forgot. All right, yeah, you yeah we, right we have multiple. Uh, Paul and I each have three. You definitely dive in, 100% dive in, because we picked this specifically because I thought it might, you know, kind of... I'm HIV positive. That's the worst one I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, now there goes mine. Uh, actually, yeah, that does. That worst, does worst text I've ever gotten was, well, then you should get texted because I must have, no, go ahead. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have um, any of the acronyms, BRB, TBH, which is to be honest. Uh, what I, was the first one? I, BRB, like be right back, or like um, in oh, okay. in my opinion, I think is IMO. Just all the, if you're a grown adult, like don't just take the time to text it out. Like, I, I just, I don't need the acronyms, even though, like, kind of one of my God-given abilities is able to break down an acronym. I don't know why. I can figure it out. But it's like, whenever it sends this to me, and it's just like, it's other 30, 40-year-old adults sending this to me, I'm just like, you cannot, this is a millennial thing. Like, save the acronyms for the kids, for the Instagram. Like, I don't need to see them. Don't give me the acronyms. Write out what you want to say. None of them uh, that you mentioned particularly bug me. I just get bugged okay. by the entire idea. If I'm idea. being honest. And uh, in my opinion, it's <laughs> shortened from so grateful. It used to be in my humble opinion, mm. which was fucking, which was idiotic. <laughs> right. Yeah. The fact <laughs> that you're even abbreviating in my humble opinion is far from humble. <laughs> All caps, I-M-H-O, best porno ever. <laughs> I really believe the daddy-daughter dynamic. <laughs> In my in my humble opinion, yes, right, exactly. Yeah, be right back. So I, I gotta watch that. I, in my opinion, is okay to me. 
Okay. BRB is it, that stands out to me a little bit. That's bubble wrap. It's like what what's this? What are we doing? Yeah, what? it's a little much. It's a little much on a text thread too. Paul, what do you got? Well, let me hear the other list. So so I got my my number three worst text to receive, and I hate it. Is just the letter K. I, it, yeah, there's that's my number that's two. Gotta, oh, you know what? Okay. I want to hear the next two because you put me on to something. All right, good. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's passive aggressive. I feel like no matter what the, it's like you're you couldn't applying be a lot of fucking import to one letter. I know, I know, I know. I know. I After know. listening but, to this earlier, I, but I'll I say this. I'll say this. Each of these abbreviations and each actual response via text to people does have a meaning you don't fucking know about. Well, that's like, what if you text somebody back, K, they'll ask you a week later, like, hey, what was the deal the other night? You're all fucking weird. Yeah, You're exactly. Like, no, my 100%. Text. You don't know what, what those words are, neither do I. Right. Because I've I've K on mine like too. A, like, and a, it's just... like a like a waving uh, goodbye emoji could be hello or goodbye, but that means like or like peace. That means like I'm fucking done with you. Right. K K to me like means like I don't have I don't have time for you. Like I yes. saw your text, like it doesn't warrant a full response. So here's just like I'm gonna hit one letter to let you know I received and then yeah. just go well, about it. If you your need day. if you need information back and it's K then that's a problem, yeah. So what are the other sure. two, honey bunny? So I got the my second, my number two is, is I got I didn't get your text, which I find infuriating because <laughs> we live in the modern era. <laughs> yeah. that's you know right. what I'm saying? That's like, my go-to. Is that your that's go-to? That's my go-to. <laughs> yeah. So well, you, I lost you probably, one of my go-tos because my, my Irish goodbye was always tied to like, I don't feel well, I got to go. Right. I can't be anywhere and tell people I don't fucking feel We're, like we're about to get some of those from Jay in the future. Just like, I didn't get your text, Brandana. <laughs> really? Sorry. You know what? You, not, will, you will, for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my two was K. Uh, so my number one, uh, overall, most frustrating text to receive. Wait, what was number two? I had K. Yeah. I, I had K. We don't talk about it beforehand. We just make our list. And I had K on my list of two also. Oh, okay. And what was number one? Number one is sure. S-U-R-E. It is such a go fuck yourself word. Like, there's so much wrapped up in sure. Like, like sure is saying, yes, I will do this. Uh, I'm not complacent in doing it. I'm just doing it because you think it it needs to be done. Yeah, like, yeah, sure is like, sure, sure is super passive aggressive. It's not yes. And it's not okay. It's not on it. It's just like, sure. So it's just like, I guess if you think this is the best thing, I don't think it's the best thing. You You're guys, telling me uh, to do it. Oh, yeah. We didn't like we it. I didn't notice this last time, but I'll tell you what can... I noticed this time is you guys apply a lot of emotion to things you don't know how they actually feel. Right. I was going to say, Jay, I'm carrying a lot of, what a lot of orange is, Legos. Sure, I'm carrying sure, a lot of. Sure. <laughs> a lot of, lot of red lot Legos of pop up when I get a, yeah. when I get a short text. Um, I mean, you got to put an exclamation point on short. I would say when you said K, Paul, Paul, right? Paul said yep, K. Yep, yep. It made me go. What bugged me is two Ks, because I can't do it without mm. it spelling KKK or kick or something. Like That's just right. what do you mean KK? Like why did you you wrote KK? Hundred percent. Yeah. You took extra effort. I don't know. You could have written OK or K, but you wrote KK. You've never said it in your life. It's so weird. I have a list of KK. It doesn't like bother me. It's like I don't know. I, this is you guys are the best. I like this. I'm having a really fun time. <laughs> you make me think. I'm gonna go out of your list. I don't know. I, B- BRB is just like fucking stupid. Because 
can I like, get you with like, one go? more? Can I get you with one more? Like, Jay? where are you more? going? No, the thing about it, be right back. Yeah. Like, where are you going? Yeah, yeah. you're texting your me, phone. be right back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're full like of shit. Yeah. Nobody goes anywhere without your phone. Oh, no, who just, oh, wait, I just got your text. Who that? Paul's, Paul's got one more. Paul, give your top your top spot. Who, but who had who? I just got your text. Who said that? that Paul did. That was Paul. That's that's my winner then. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. What if what about what What's about the other one though? What about we need to talk? I hate getting that Ooh. text. Just I've just never got that. You never. Why? I mean, you know I've what it means. That. You know yeah. what the fuck it means. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, is they they hold you. Like they, it. Yeah. It well, over. But, but, it over. But they they hold dominion over you when you when they do that, right? It's like we need to talk. It's if like, you let them. I or you just go okay, right? Wow. This is true. I really, I want to, I want to work with you. I really want to, like, I, I want to fucking some, I need, get these I Legos. Need yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I'll. We'll, you be we'll careful. Do a bit for free, no problem. Be careful. They'll spill out all over the floor. You'll be stepping on them, and it'll not be a good day. That's why I wear shoes. There you go. <laughs> you gotta avoid it. Uh, winner, most awesome. Uh, Jay go. giving it That's to Paul. Paul. Um. Brother, we're gobbling up your time. Uh, we appreciate Stop. it so much, man. We appreciate it so much. I keep telling you I'm having a good time. I know, buddy. I know. We're, we're not going to do we're, – we're not going to wait another what's, year on it. We're not going to sleep on it. What do you got? Jay, do, do we even ask you what's your most annoying text that you get? Like what's the, what's the most annoying phrase? Is it is it the be right back or is it is there something else that – Well, I've never gotten it, I don't think. Uh, I, I, I hate hey, H-E-Y. When I go like, oh, hey, right. what's going on? And they write back, hey. Mostly I got that like on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, so and so, this is my name. This is where I live. I saw your photo, your profile. You look really cool. You're beautiful. I'm sure you looked at at least your qualities. Like, you're obviously, look, hey, like, all hey. right, Eeyore, move it along. What a mope. I loved your point about KK also. Like, I feel like that was like avocado toast, like, just invented in the last two years. Like, where did KK come from? <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't a real thing. Like, it just showed up and everybody's just like, yeah, look we do at this. Brandon. Now. That off the shoulders, fucking spraying all fucking field. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. Kurt fucking Bavakwa. I'll send a limousine to his fucking house. And Paul's like, you know, I don't know. Paul, you're you're down, buddy. You're a little down. Uh, it's true. It's, right. a, it's life. I've got three young kids. You, if you ask yeah, I don't me, know what last like? Yeah, no, I know you know. Don't I know you know? But it, well, maybe if yeah. They do know. Then instead of. Are you uh, afraid of conf- not afraid, but are you you avoid confrontation? No, yeah. uh, no, I have confrontation really? a lot. Yeah, yeah. No. sprint sprint towards it. <laughs> Is that a confrontation over there? I, it was oh, something. Man. There was something about confrontation with Paul where I'm like, yeah, I got to get to this. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So instead of confrontation, you need information. It's the same exact situation. You just change the word. So yeah. instead of confronting somebody about not loading the dishwasher, let me go get information as to why it's not being loaded. Then it's no longer a confrontation. You're arriving differently. So they don't react the way they've been reacting because you're just trying to get information. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Hey, and I'm you, curious you, why the dishwasher doesn't get loaded. Oh, I, I just forgot. Oh, okay. And you did you did that on more stories, right? It was like a 15-minute or so pod about confrontation, yes? Remember that right? I didn't. You know what? I don't even know when they get released. Yeah, I did record that. I'd forgotten about Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I just listened to that maybe um, like a three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, it made me think now, and it's making me think again, right? Because clearly, I'm not applying that. I need to get more information, Jay. Not be no, worried yeah. about the company. I mean, you know, it just just get information. Find out why 
whatever you expect to happen doesn't happen. Absolutely. If your expectations are unrealistic, you will not ask that person why. If your Absolutely. expectations are fucking ridiculous, like how come when I met you, you weren't cooler to me? Like that's, come on. Then you're not going to ask that person for that information, right? Because it's not yeah. it's absurd. You see how silly it is when you try to get the information. Right. Instead of like, fuck that guy. You're like, I don't know. Maybe he's had to fart. Who cares? He had to go pee or something. <laughs> right. Look, I, let's get something straight, though. I'm great at picking up people's blind spots, but I have their blind spots. You know, I don't see mine. Right. So I'm, you know. I'm a mess daily. Man is God in ruin, and I'm doing my best. They say something's idiot-proof, they don't realize every day I build a better idiot. All right, I'll take your thoughts off the year. Um, any other multiple choices? That's it, brother. You got them all, it, brother. Man. Yeah, just... Um... Brandon, I feel blank because blank. By the way, good job being honest. You fucking went right to the well beneath the well on that one, bro. Good yeah, job. Bro. No, that's, no, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A guy with a, that's a guy that has his shit together, period. Thank you, bro. That accountability is going to help you forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fucking redhead. Red hot fucking hothead. I couldn't even get the insult out. I think. I might have just said fucking hothead. That would have been great. And I blew it. I said redhead. We'll tell Yaz. Yep. It's time to get down. I'll do it, but I'm looking forward to texting you and getting back the who dis response. But, you know, we'll cross cross that bridge. Who dis? I'll put on my list. At least I took out. I could have wrote WD. Who did? <laughs> okay, exactly. Stay away from the acronyms. Uh, Jay Moore on for the second time, episode 113. Really love and appreciate your time. Thanks for all the insight and the breakdown. Uh, Jay Moore stories you can find on most podcast providers. Uh, what's the email address for Life Coach if you want to reach out for something like that? CoachJJ37 at gmail.com. Legit love you, brother. Thanks so much for the time. This has been a blast. I dude. love you. So shoot me a text and I get will, in man. touch with you guys. I'll text her the same. I'll text her right now. Okay. I love you guys. Be and again, thought provoking. Thank you, brothers. Thank Thanks, you, man. Jay. Talk Appreciate soon. it. Fantastic. Well, we got to get him back on. Back on sooner. 100%. We're not going to wait another year this time. He told me nope. to text him. I'm giving my word. I'm going to blow up that text line. Ooh, text watch. And I can't wait till he's like block this number. All right. Uh, MVP of the weeks. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the ESPN slash NFL production team. Uh, I think Ooh. it's like, just trying to do it right. I know we brought it up earlier. Uh, just being in production, it's a big haul just to pull off something uh, when you're in the same room and just to jump on board and do it. And look, it looked good. It's, it's what we, whatever, I hit all these cheesy phrases we're saying, so maybe I have nothing original. But it's what we needed right now. It was just like a nice sports moment that made the world feel a little like, normal and correct and it's just like working with what you have and putting like the spin on it and making it work uh so hats off to all those crews that were trying to figure out a way to make it happen look great look great fantastic uh as we have done in our draft tradition we've talked about the guys mr irrelevant have gotten drafted the last pick of the draft and they get this all this hoopla now it really has fallen on the guy the second to last pick before the draft last year we gave it to uh uh, Brailford who was drafted by the Redskins this year. Uh, Derek Tazuska from North Dakota State, drafted by the Denver Broncos. You are Mr. Magnificent. <laughs> That's right. My oh. MVP of the week. Great memory, bro. Thanks for doing that. Guys, this has been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 113. Shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome.
Folks, it's been an interesting podcast. And just so you know, I am chock full of orange Legos. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.